0: To the Boundless Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 39. I am your distinguished host, Jacques, and I don't know why I'm talking like this. Oh my God. But (laughs) I also have Mike here, and he is going to be my co host for
1: this evening. Can we redo this? (laughs) It was really bad, but I want to keep it in the show.
0: Oh, so when you fuck up, we, we get to delete it. Yeah, I, I, I just
1: up. messed up before this, but that was funny. I like that. It kind of backfired.
0: I, I started getting phlegmy, too, during that, so I don't know if you'll notice it, but eh, who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is just a taste of things that come for this episode, uh, because I have basically done no planning. Um, I usually do a little bit but this uh this week i just been not feeling it so um we're, we're going to kind of just wing it a little bit uh we're we're not going to do a topic this episode because i just don't feel like doing one like nothing jumped out to me so what we're going to do is just do a extended inventory i think there's like 12 items on the list so you'll get a news heavy episode We'll still do all the rest of the stuff, surprise mechanics, what we're playing, all that jazz. But uh, anyway, uh, let me go ahead and just plug the socials real quick. So we are on pretty much everywhere except TikTok, because TikTok sucks.
1: I'm never making a TikTok account. It's not happening.
0: No, I am going
1: into the grave with that on my tombstone. I never made a TikTok account, and I'm happy about it.
0: Even when China takes us over and they force the population to have TikTok accounts, I'm going to be like, no, I refuse. I stand against your tyranny.
1: Oh, George, just tone it down a little bit with the TikToks. Just a little bit. Unless he got something really, really funny.
0: He does send some funny ones, but yeah, and maybe, maybe less.
1: I got four people sending me TikTok shit. and It's starting to get annoying now. Yeah, it really yeah. is.
0: Anyway, though, uh, our link tree is in the description, and, um, yeah, if you want to go check out our socials, go ahead and do that. You know, by the time this releases, we will have returned to our regular Twitch schedule this week, so, um, yeah, everything's running like normal.
1: But is it really, though? Is it really running like normal? Because nothing ever feels normal to me.
0: It's about as normal as it can be, I guess, given the circumstances. We're, we're never totally normal, though. But I also want to give just a quick little shout-out to its uh, fellow Twitch streamer, just Eccentric, because she just hit affiliate, and we're excited for her. And yes, that's I just wanted to give her a little shout-out. So go follow just Eccentric if you want to.
1: Yeah, we crashed her stream a couple nights ago and just gave her a bunch of follows, and she was kind of, like, freaking out during the... <laughs> during whatever she was playing. What was she playing? I can't remember.
0: Either Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring. Maybe. Dench. I think she switched to Dead Space 2. She just beat that, like, the other last night, I think.
1: Oh. Maybe I'll watch her play Dead Space 3 when she starts that. I'm always curious to hear people's opinions on that game, because it's very mixed. You got half the fan base who absolutely loves it, and the other half think it's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was telling her, like, it's not as bad, as eh, bad, what the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> it's not as dead, it's not as dead?
0: <laughs> it's not as bad as people say, but it's got its flaws, certainly, and it's too long, so. But uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Dead Space coming up, so don't you worry about that. And uh, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, that's good for our preamble, you know, it's been about five minutes, so. Um, we'll just go ahead and jump into what we're playing. So, Mike, do you want to start us off? Sure.
1: I'm still playing Bloodborne. That's it. Got nothing else. Just Bloodborne. So, if you guys were looking forward to some new game, maybe next week. But yes, I am pretty far into this game now. I actually got all the way to the end. Like, I'm at the point of no return. I got there a few days ago. I could have beaten the game. But I'm the trophy hunter, so I got to go through all the shit on my trophy list, get all of them, acquire every single one, get that platinum. And that leads me to my uh, biggest complaint about this game, Jacques. Now, you may have saw me mention this in our group chat when I was talking about acquiring the platinum and getting the other uh, final uh, trophies that you got to get. There's three trophies in this game, Jacques. It's an A, B, and a C ending. And the game wants you to basically play the game three times in a row. Go through all the bosses again, two more times after beating it, to get the other two endings. Now, all it is is just choosing which one you want to do. You want to go A, B, or C. Now, the third ending requires you to actually go out and get some stuff that's hidden in very dangerous places. I did that. So now I have all three options in front of me. What bothers me is you can't get the platinum on a standard playthrough unless you back up your save and you do that little trick, which I am going to do because I do not support trophy lists like that, where they artificially inflate the length of the game just so you play it more. I hate that with a passion. And I went to the uh, Bloodborne community who's discussed this. I wanted to see where they're at with that. They agree. They're like, yeah, just cheese it. It's bullshit. There's a reason why developers don't do this anymore. For the most part, they try to avoid that. They want to make sure you can get all the trophies in one go. I don't know how you feel about playing it three times in a row. Do you like it when games do that? That forces you to play it again and again and again.
0: No, because that
1: irks the shit out of me. I
0: hate it. I hate it just as much as you. I I really think they should stop it. I, I don't know why you would force. See, you should be able to get all of the trophies, I think, in a single playthrough.
1: You can make the trophy list as hard as you want. You can make that shit hard as hell. I don't care. But don't force me to play the game three times.
0: I think all of your incentives to replay a game should be
1: in-game incentives. Yes. Yeah, of course. Definitely. 100%. I'm going to back it up. I don't care. I don't care what some people might think. Apparently, the Bloodborne community is perfectly fine with that. They're like, you want to do that? That's cool, because it's bullshit anyway. Nobody wants to play the game three. Well, if you want to play the game three times in a row, by all means, not stopping you. But I refuse to support trophy lists like that. You guys can hate on me. I don't give a shit. I know Indy's shaking his head right now, but I don't care. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm just not doing it.
0: Well, you know, the FromSoft community is kind of annoying, and not all of them, because obviously, like, Indy has kind of got us into these games, and Indy's awesome, and I have encountered other awesome people, but there's definitely a large part of the FromSoft community that are kind of annoying and pretty pompous, and the whole get-good community, and... You know, I understand that's how the games are. I have no issue with that, but, like, they kind of, some of them take it to an extreme level, like, if you're not willing to just completely bend over backwards and fuck your own ass, they're like, oh, you're not worthy to play these games, you're just not good, and if you, oh, so so what, you don't want to replay it, like, 50 times in a row to get all the pl- trophies? I'm like, just shut up. Just shut the fuck up, please. Go away. You're giving the community a bad name.
1: You're absolutely right about the communities for these games, because I've been reading the the, the Reddit posts, um, Game Facts, wherever people are talking, Facebook groups and stuff. They have that kind of attitude, and I don't like it. I, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why these games attract those people, but they do. Anyways, long story short, I'm going to be cheesing those three trophies. I'm not playing it three times. Sorry, Andy. But as for the actual game itself, I've been blowing through it, and I'm absolutely loving it. The bosses, to me at least, aren't that hard, except for the ones that are in the dungeons, because that's what I'm doing right now. I think I'm in the fourth dungeon. Is it the chalice dungeons? Yes, the chalice dungeons. There's a bunch of them, but I only have to do like six of them to get to the uh, boss that's hidden in there. Well, the, the special boss that has a trophy attached to it. I've had to do so much crazy shit to unlock some of these dungeons. I've had to go back to the world, get this, grab this, find this, and do this, and this way, and this way, and that way. I've done so much work to get to this spot, and I I must have beaten, like, 35 bosses, or 30 bosses, something like that already? That's including the main game's bosses. Now, I haven't defeated the final boss yet in the story, because... That's the point of no return thing. You know, I was just talking about the trophies and all that. So I'm leaving that for last. But yeah, there's just those uh, two bosses in the dungeons I've had a hard time with. I was able to to defeat them, but I don't blame people for ringing the bell if they need to ring the bell. I usually don't ring the bell for help, but there was one. I just had to ring the bell. I'm like, I need somebody here to to distract this thing because this is nuts. I, I don't remember the name of the boss, but it was a big gigantic wolf that's on fire and it just, like, leaps across this tiny little arena that you're in. (laughs) You don't have much room to move around. So I had no issues ringing that bell. Uh, And I actually helped out a few people um, recently, because my guy is pretty beefed up, so I've helped out some lower guys who have been having some hard times with the dungeons. And I'm sure they appreciate it, because there's some people that just get stuck in this game. They just can't progress, so...
0: One of these days, Mike, me and you will have to co-op Bloodborne.
1: Yeah, I'll help you with the dungeons if you're near my level. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely help you with them. Yeah,
0: not the whole game. I just mean, like, just, you know, one night we'll just kind of fuck around with it. But, um, because cause I'm playing it too, but I haven't gone back to it in a few weeks because I just got distracted by this little indie game called Horizon Forbidden West, which I will get to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm still at Bloodstarved Beast. I haven't beat him yet. I think I need to level up a little bit more. Um cause god that goddamn poison. I get him all the way down to like the end and that fucking poison in his third phase just kills me. But yeah, it's so but it'd be cool to co-op some of these, I think uh once once I get a higher level.
1: I forgot to mention this, Jacques. There's a dungeon in this game that takes 50% of your health away and the enemies can like one-hit you. That sounds fun. I finished it, but my god, it was hard. The, the final boss in that dungeon, it took me five times to, to beat him. Now, that may not sound like a whole lot, but for me, it was because all the other bosses before this guy did it on my first try, second try, or, or maybe three tries. But there's one in that particular dungeon that's just brutally freaking hard. And by the way, when you ring that bell, Jacques, for help, they increase the boss's health by 150 or something.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that cuz Indy mentioned that to me when I was facing bloodstarved beast and you can call Alfred to help you. He's like, yeah, well it also beefs up the boss too.
1: It's a trade-off thing because the other guy can just distract the uh, boss and you can get behind him and, you know, do what you got to do. So, it makes sense why it does that. I mean, they can't keep it at the same level. It would just be too easy then.
0: Yeah, it really just depends, depends on your play style.
1: But I just want to thank Indy real quick for recommending this game to me. I know I played it before in the past, but he was trying to get me to play it again. And I finally caved in, and I'm glad I did. I'm having such a good time with it. I could see myself actually going back to this game to help other people out, especially in the dungeons. I know a lot of people need help there. I feel like it's my duty (laughs) to help them get past those sons of guns that are in there.
0: Yeah, there is just, there's something about these games because it didn't really click for me until I was guided through the beginning by Indie. Because it's it's not really like the onboarding kind of sucks like in the beginning, like you don't really know what to do entirely. So once you kind of like get it, it It's from there on out, it's like, oh okay, I see, I see how that you have to play this game in a certain way, and you have to obviously be patient, you have to accept that you're gonna die a lot, so once you get over that it's 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 addictive, man it's I don't know in the world, like I am just stunned by the world. it's just everything it's seems so handcrafted that's what I love about it, like it doesn't seem like a Ubisoft type game where <laughs> I know that they've been. Kind of in the news a lot for various things, but it's not like that checklist where you just get a lot of repetitive copy pasta kind of, you know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. everything yep. just seems unique everywhere you go. You're just the the world begs to be explored.
1: But well, that's it, Chuck. What you got going on over there? What you've been playing?
0: Uh, well, I've got two games, but I'll start off with the one I just mentioned a minute ago, Horizon Forbidden West. Because um, last week, you made it sound like I fucking hated this game, <laughs> which
1: is not the case. The messages sounded like that a little bit, just, just a little bit. You know how it is with text messages. Everybody sounds like they're angry in text messages, no matter what. No,
0: that's true. That's true. I, guess. I mean, really, that's just like you imprinting your own emotions onto somebody else. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I always hate that saying. I don't even know why I say it, but you know, it's, it's a filler saying. So with that being said, uh, we're going to go on and talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're never going to stop ragging each other about our transition words and sayings. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So Horizon Forbidden West To to be fair. I was early on when I sent you those thoughts, I was like, I don't even know, probably like less than five hours in. I was still on like that first area, um, the Daunt. Now I am like level 25, so I'm like halfway to the max level, and I'm kind of, I'm like in the middle of the map. I don't want to say exactly like story-wise where I am, because I don't want to give away spoilers, because this will, we're not going to do that yet. Or like once me and Ash finish, maybe we'll talk more spoilers with Mike. Um yeah. I'm on the part where you're basically uh searching for three things. I think you know where I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh but yeah, no, my my opinion of this game has improved a lot, which I figured it would. It, it, and a lot of my early negative thoughts is really just my mood, probably. I've been kind of in like a sour mood. I mean I'm kind of always in a sour mood, but even if it doesn't always come through. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, because that, that can heavily affect your, your gaming. Like your, And I like I said to you, I am just so exhausted with these open-world checklist games. They're just so overwhelming to me. I, I just see, when I saw like the, the full size of the map, I was like, Oh, boy, here we go.
1: You know what makes me exhausted, Jacques? Is when I see those Facebook posts and gaming groups of recent game pickups, and, and it'll say something like, "Here's my next six games I'm going to be playing." And I see The Witcher Three, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Spider Man twenty eighteen, Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. I'm just like having a heart attack inside. I'm like, oh my god, you're going to play all these open world games in a row? I, I, I would just pass out. Yeah, here's a, here's a,
0: here's a pro tip, uh, guys. And girls, uh, don't play two huge open world games back to back. I mean, maybe if that's like just your shit and that's all you play, maybe it's fine. But I would highly recommend, in between open world games, playing like smaller games to kind of cleanse your palate a little bit. Um, but yes, it's um. Some of my early problems, I you know, as I mentioned uh, to you, and you mentioned last week, I thought some of the dialogue and. Like, just some of the, the side characters, you know, with the side quest, were just, like, generic, and um, there there was one quest in the Dawn in particular where it's like, you know, I won't get into it. It's not really spoiler, because it's kind of a side BS quest, but you, you, like, come upon this, like, tribe, and you gotta, they're, like, up in the mountains, kind of stranded. You go up to the top of this mountain, you get, like, this part from this, this machine, and you bring it back down, but it's like this other guy in town that wants it, and he's like got all his heavy muscle with him. He basically comes in and tries to take it from you, and you have to like defend the clan, you know, not like in an actual fight, but just like talking with dialogue trees and and I and I see this shit in games so much now, where it's like even in uh, Mass Effect, I made fun of this in Mass Effect, and that that game's like how old, you know, like. <laughs> 10, 15 years old, that series. It, it, but it's the point where, like, somebody wants something, and, like, the main character just is like, oh, um, have you thought about maybe not wanting this thing that I have? And then the, <laughs> the other character's like, oh, you know what, you're right, I'm just gonna leave now. And it's not exactly like that, but that's what it feels like. You Like, you literally just jump from point A to point C while skipping point B. And you haven't earned it through the dialogue and characterization. So that shit kind of annoys me. But as I got further on in the story, I, I haven't really seen that stuff as much. So maybe that was just like the one example. Cause it's like, yeah, some, some of the side quests, and I like to call them main side quests, because they're some of these side quests are pretty extensive. They they almost feel like main quest stuff, which is kind of reminiscent of like I've heard it compared to the Witcher 3. And things like that, where you have like these multi-step quest. So it's like, yeah, no, they're, they're the writing is not bad. It's I just think in some parts I just kind of see old tired tropes from you know sticking through. And I guess I just expect better from Sony first party, especially Gorilla, like one of their most important developers. I just, and for how long, you know, five years they've been working on this game, there's mm-hmm. just certain things where I just am like, like, can, can we, can we do something different here? Like, why? You know, it's just the same tired shit. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll just move on to like the the stuff I am loving, because I don't want to just totally shit on this, because I think overall, I am really enjoying this game a lot. And I, I love the first Horizon Zero Dawn, so... I am a fan of this this world and the series. Um, the combat number one is phenomenal. Like, just it was great in the first one. It's even further improved and easier to use, and you have more options this time. It's fantastic. It's
1: actually my favorite part of the game. I have one criticism with the combat, just one. I had the same issue with the first game, but I was like, ah, eh, everything else is awesome. I'll just. Toss it to the side. But I would like some sort of a block system in this game. You know what I mean? Like to, to block incoming attacks. I always have to just roll away from things, roll away Agreed. from things. I'm like, come on. Dude,
0: like, okay. I mean, this isn't really like spoilers or anything. It's just it's it's just a weapon or like a item that you get that early pretty early on too so it's like if you don't want to hear it maybe just skip ahead like a minute but if um you know the shield wing that you get where you can glide Mm -hmm. yeah so when you first acquire that the person you acquire it from is using it as a shield i was like why can't you repair it and just fucking use it as a shield to parry and shit just like any other game like bloodborne or something or or not bloodborne but like um you know dark souls or something that has a
1: shield Yeah, and without spoiling things, let's just say she has resources that could get that repaired.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's funny you brought that up, because I was thinking the exact same thing, like, just the other day when I was playing. Yeah, I I don't understand it.
1: If they make a third game, which they're going to make a third game, please give us a shield or something. I want to block incoming attacks, because there's a lot of times in the game where I just got to take a hit. And that sucks. Even if you are rolling out of the way, the reach of some of these enemies will still hit you.
0: And they could have it like, you know, some of the bigger machines and stuff. If you try to block them, they'll still knock you down or slightly. Maybe it will just absorb a small
1: amount of the damage. Make you stagger or something.
0: I think that's definitely something they should look into for the third game. Yeah, combat's phenomenal. I actually can't wait to finish the main story because I just want to go like machine hunting because i find myself getting distracted very easily in this game cuz it's like you know if you've ever played the witcher 3 or something like open worlds where there's just like every 10 steps in any direction you look it's like oh there's something new like so i'll i'll you know go to do a mission then i'll fucking get distracted by like three other different things and then forget what the original mission was um and i i like hunting every machine i can along the way like i just love doing that I love the challenge. Like, there was this one part just last night where I was like, I was supposed to do this one mission, but I happened to catch this, like, Thunderjaw off in the distance, and I was like, hmm, I'm low on supplies, but, uh, fuck it, like, (laughs) let's see if I can take on this Thunderjaw.
1: After playing Bloodborne, anything's possible. I'm like, I'm taking down that T-Rex, even though I have no health, I'm gonna do it. (laughs)
0: So I did it, and then I, there's like two scrap or not scrappers. Uh, fuck, they're like the bigger one, Ravagers. I think they are. They have like the guns on. They're like the big cats with the guns on their backs. I, I, what I do is I tear off their gun, and then I go and shoot up the Thunderjaw with it, and you know, and then I went ahead and like just basically cheesed the Thunderjaw because I kind of hit on this behind this part where he couldn't get past a certain part, <laughs> and I was just chipping away at its health. But yeah, I mean, it's just. It it, That is to me that is the core of this game is that just taking down the machines because it's so satisfying like coming up with strategies and just targeting the different parts which way you want to take them down being able to like knock off individual armor and guns and all that stuff and just the, the I still think like the designs of the machines are just so awesome. Like, it's so cool how Gorilla has just translated actual animals into machines, and you can pretty much tell right away what that machine is supposed to be. So, moving on to, like, the main story, and no, no spoilers, but I'll just kind of give my impressions, no no actual story points, I'll just kind of give you my feelings.
1: Yeah, where are you at with that? Because uh, the community is, is mixed. I, I don't mean mixed with the story of this particular game, they're they're mixed about which one is better, the first game or the second one. So where are you at right now with all that?
0: That I can't comment on yet until I finish, but I will say there is a certain point, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I think I even told you where I was. It it, it definitely is like, oh, okay, this is going in a direction I didn't quite expect.
1: It throws a curveball in there.
0: And I mean, if you kind of read all the literature around the world and you're kind of smart about how stories are structured, you can kind of guess where it's going. And I'll be interested to see if it is going in the direction I think it is, because I actually sort not entirely predicted it, but I had a feeling it might have been early on before this was revealed. I had a feeling where it might be going and I was kind of right, so... But it's still, like, when you see, like, it actually unfold, you're like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. I like this a lot. Um, And I'm glad, I'm really excited to get through the story and see where it goes. But it's just all these goddamn side quests, man. I, I don't want to do them. And I'm not even saying that they're all bad. There's some I,
1: pretty damn good ones, though. There I, is. I, no, there you is. You have to really get in there to find them, but there is some good ones.
0: So the thing is, like, last week you said I was, like, skipping them all. I'm not. I'm actually doing every green exclamation mark, like all the big side quests.
1: I thought I said you were skipping the conversations in them.
0: Um, not all the time. Only, okay. only if they start to bore me, where I'm just like, gotcha. I, I'm mainly not skipping all the green ones. It's only like the smaller, small quests, where it's like the 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 ones where they're just kind of you're doing the same shit, but they're sprinkled all throughout the world. Those, I I might skip some of that dialogue. I mean, I'm like reading it, but I'm just speed reading. Like, okay, I got that. Okay, get the thing. Okay, I've played video games before. Um, (laughs) That kind of stuff. And and like I said, totally just my mood and my exhaustion with open world games, you might feel completely different.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel that when I was playing this. But if you're burnt out with open world games right now, Jacques, and I think you are, After Horizon, I think you should take a long break because this year is going to have a lot of open world games, and I know you want to play some of them, like Gotham Knights. I think you want to play that one. Cyberpunk, I still need to get to. (laughs) See, Cyberpunk is different. Cyberpunk is an open world game, but it doesn't feel like an open world game because most of the time you're inside buildings. So it kind of hides it. So that's why I didn't get that burnt feeling. Because I'm always saying, oh, never play open world games back to back. I broke that rule with Horizon and Cyberpunk. But when I started playing Cyberpunk, I'm like, well, this this is barely an open world game. (laughs) It's like, I'm okay with that because I didn't want to do another one of these. Yeah. Plus, you said, like, there's some bugs that
0: still need to be worked out. So I'll, I'll wait on Cyberpunk. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think after Horizon, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from open worlds and just play smaller games. I think I'm, I want to get into like back into horror. It's been a while since I I've still got like Alien Isolation, The Evil Within 2, things like that. Yeah, I just uh, like I said, it's just it's probably just me. But with Horizon, I just I had to play this immediately just because I'm such a fan of the series and
1: plus you don't want to get spoiled.
0: Exactly. I don't want to get spoiled either. So I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't want to say forcing myself because I'm, I'm definitely, I always look forward to going back to playing this, even if for just like the combat and the main story alone, which I think is the strengths. So it's not like I'm just like, oh, this sucks. It's, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'll probably finish it up in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get the spoilers eventually if anybody cares about that. But, uh, yeah, dude, let's move on to, uh, my second game I played, which was Carrion. Have you heard of this game? Carrion?
1: Is that the game where you're that thing that escapes from the lab and you... Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've played it. Yeah, it's a cool game. Oh, you played it? Mm-hmm. I never beat it, but I played some of it. Okay, so you get you get the idea of what it is, though.
0: Yeah, so I beat it. It's not a super long game. Um, And apparently there's like free DLC that I was not aware of. So, I did not play that part. It's, like, super short. uh. But I watched my friend Doug play it on stream. Creep from Outer Space. Go check him out on Twitch. Follow him. Yeah, so, but this game, Carrion, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's, like, a very cool indie game. Um, Some very unique mechanics. I, I would say it's, like, a cross between the thing, uh, the blob... And maybe like Venom and Carnage and how the creature kind of like moves, because you have all these tentacles that kind of reach out and stuff and latch onto things, and and it's sort of like a Metroidvania light. It's not like a true Metroidvania because it's way more linear than that.
1: It's got elements in there, yeah, definitely.
0: Like the th- thing that might bother people though is there's no map whatsoever. Which at first I thought was going to be a problem, but it's really not a problem because this game is way more linear. Like I said, than it appears to be. It's th- there are certainly some parts where I got stuck on, but it's fairly easy to figure out if you kind of just keep looking at it, keep looking at the problem. Because it's overall, it's it is I would say probably a puzzle game. It's uh, so it's like two D. It's like you know two D side scrolling kind of stuff. But you're like, yeah, you're like this little monster, amorphous creature thing that breaks out of a lab and you're just, yeah, it's all, you're just trying to break out. That's the whole objective. And it's just, it's so satisfying. Just like you can individually reach out your tentacles with this thumbstick and like grab people and just like fucking eat them (laughs) and like rip them apart. And you hear their screams and blood everywhere. It's, it's.
1: You know what it reminded me of? Remember Splosion Man, where he tries to escape out of the lab, and he's just taking guys out along the way as he's trying to escape? It gave me those vibes. I know they look very different, those games, but it has that same kind of structure in it. Same story, basically. You're just trying to escape out of the place. I, I never played Splosion Man. Yeah, you did. We, we, you and me played Miss Splosion Man. Remember we we co-opted it for a little bit oh, back really? in the day? Yeah, I remember. Shit, I don't remember. I beat the first <laughs> one. I never beat the second one, and I regret that. I'm actually gonna play that again at some point.
0: Yeah, no, I'll take your word for it. It's my memory is garbage the older I get, so you're probably right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's carrion. Um, so the art style I really like to. Uh, it's 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 um, I don't really know how to explain. It. If you've seen like a 2D kind of game, it's it's in that kind of art style. It's not super pixelated or anything, but it's. It's so it's probably like you know sixteen bit error kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It's got like a horror vibe going on. The music's kind of creepy and, um, yeah. And you kind of just get grab abilities along the way and kind of like uh, use them in different ways to get past certain areas. And but yeah, it's it's just fun. It's like you know it's not super long. It's a it's a fun little game. It's on Game Pass right now. So if you have Game Pass, like I definitely recommend checking it out if you're looking for. Like a fun little short indie game in between your open world games, and yeah,
1: that's that's about all I have to say. Well, I got one question: How long did it take you to beat that game?
0: I I don't know because I like rarely actually look at times. I'm not like like I'm definitely interested in that stuff. I just never look at it. But if I had to guess, eh, I beat it in two days, like two so two sessions. So probably.
1: Four to six hours? Yeah,
0: yeah, that seems like a good estimate, yeah. And like I said, it's the free DLC, too, It's uh, it's, and that adds about an hour, I don't know, it's not super long. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, with our, what we're playing section out of the way, let's go ahead and move on to the inventory. This is gonna be a long one, it's a pretty news-heavy week, that's why we're skipping the topic, so, uh... Just, uh, Mike's going to have to fix some of this stuff in editing, so it's going to take me a minute to bring up the articles.
1: Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm scratching my balls right now. That's not going to be Okay, show, fantastic.
0: So. How about you, uh, commentate that for us while I look this up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe it'll be in the show. Maybe I'll leave it in. I don't know.
0: Okay, so, uh, first news item on the list. So, apparently, in the past uh, 20 or so years since uh, Xbox has existed, Microsoft has only sold 2.3 million consoles in Japan. And that's that's including every
1: generation of Xbox. So, original Xbox, 360, and all of the 360 models. We have to include those as well. You know, like the E, the Slim, the, the Elites. And then you got the Xbox Ones. And then the series X. That's horrible. Yeah. 2.5 million. I think the Switch could do that in what? A week. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Xbox clearly not big in Japan. That's been an issue from the beginning. Because, cause like, the thing with Japan is, like, they're a very isolated culture, they like Japanese products. And not that they're alone in that, because a lot of countries... I mean, America, the United States is like that, too. A lot of people like Made in USA, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, I think Japan, especially, is like a very isolationist nation. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, you know, calling, calling it like it is. So I think that they really gravitate more towards Nintendo and even Sony, you know, Japanese companies. So they see Microsoft, and they're just like, eh... And not only that, but like Microsoft, like Xbox doesn't have that many of the types of games that Japanese people like.
1: They tried with the 360 with like, I think, Blue Dragon and a few other games. Uh, Lost Odyssey. Yeah, that's a big one. But they just never caught on. And and a lot of people in the West uh, loved Lost Odyssey, but it just didn't have the fan base. And that was considered Microsoft's best JRPG. That wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah, they're like, "All right, well, we tried. Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna go back to the shooters now."
0: <laughs> yeah, just to give you an idea, here's the top five selling Xbox games in Japan for not not including the Series X and S. Um, for the just for the first three generations. So let's see, Dead or Alive three, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Of course, Dead or Alive Ultimate, so they really like Dead or Alive, um, Ninja Gaiden, and Halo, which kind of surprises me a little bit. How the hell
1: did Halo break that?
0: I don't know, man. I'm I think shocked. it's the first first one too, Combat Evolved. Um, probably because like you know that was like the launched with the the original Xbox, and but yeah, they 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 typically like you know JRPGs, obviously, and anime style stuff, and.
1: MMOs, they love handheld stuff. I mean, the, the DS was huge there, and that's why the Switch is exploding. People, they, they're always on the go in Japan. They're they want they're on the, right. walking around in the subway or wherever, and they can bring the Switch with them. Can't bring an Xbox with you. Oh, well, you, you can now with the streaming and all that, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah.
0: And obviously, we're generalizing because there's going to be people over there who do, like, stuff that's out of the norm, you know like halo
1: it's just a small minority of people it's this the stats don't lie i mean we have the statistics and and that's what it is that's i'm sure you got some hardcore xbox guys over there but but there's just not enough of them it is what it is
0: um yeah it is uh and here's here's a little bit of a breakdown too if you're interested in exactly how many units each console generation sold so, the original Xbox sold 472,992 units, so under half a million. Um, the 360 sold the most, which, no surprise there, that's, you know, probably the best Xbox generation as of now. We'll see how this generation goes. Um, that sold 1.6 in some odd numbers of units. Uh, Xbox one sold one, 000, one thousand, what, why am I having trouble reading this? 114,831.
1: That's horrible.
0: Even they realized that the Xbox one was pretty shitty overall. And then we the, brings, brings us to the series X and S, which has already sold, outsold the Xbox one with 142,024 <laughs> units. So, yeah, it's, um, and just to compare that to, like, uh, PlayStation, just to kind of give you context, there's also, it shows, like, the PlayStation has sold 19 million PlayStation 1s to date.
1: Jeez. That's just Japan.
0: Which, you would think it would be more, actually, but that's still a lot. And the, uh, PlayStation 2 sold 24 million. Which that's like the most popular PlayStation generation. Mm-hmm. So that's still not a lot. Like I don't think so.
1: It sold over 155 million worldwide, and so it's twenty. Would you say what was the number in Japan? Uh, 24 million for PS2s. 24 million for one country. Yeah, it, it could be higher. Japan yeah, is yeah. a
0: huge market, though, so you got to take that into account. That is true. But, like, like now, Nintendo pretty much owns Japan. Like, the, the market share that it has in Japan is, I don't know it offhand, but it's ridiculous. Like, it just completely dwarfs even PlayStation. Yeah, but like you said, there's people, they just love the Switch over there. They're just on the go a lot, and, you know, you can understand that.
1: And that's why Sony needs to make some sort of a handheld or hybrid or something in the future. I agree. I I don't want them to abandon that war. Get back in the trenches. Fight Nintendo. Totally agree. Even though I'm not a
0: handheld or mobile gamer, I think that is an important market, and they should definitely get back into that. (laughs) They should not cede to the competition. Okay, uh, moving on. Number two on the inventory. Uh so apparently Forspoken has has been delayed until October eleventh of twenty twenty two. Um I forget the original date that this was supposed to come out, but uh do you it was remember? May. Was it May?
1: It was it was sometime in May, yeah.
0: Okay, so May. So yeah, it's been delayed by quite a bit. Still coming out this year though. Uh this is that like you know, Western fantasy RPG from Square Enix. It's, uh, They actually showed it off in the recent State of Play some more, which we'll talk about later. But uh, I, I think it looks pretty cool. I, I'm interested in it.
1: Yeah, same here. It's about that chick from the real world. I, I think she's in New York City, and she finds a portal, and she gets teleported to this fantasy world. and That right there has me hooked. I'm not usually a fantasy guy, but you're throwing in a little sci-fi in there. So, you're getting me to the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It kind of gave me like a little bit like Harry Potter vibes, only in the sense that like, hey, average person transported into this magical world kind of thing. I'm curious, like, I don't know if it's going to be open world, but it certainly looks like it is.
1: It's an open world game, yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) The year of open worlds, 2022. Get ready, guys. Got a lot of them coming.
0: I think 2022 is going to be like peak open world trend. Like where all these games who have been following trends for the past few years that Ubisoft kind of pioneered are all coming to a head.
1: Yeah, Dying Light just came out. Uh, Horizon, Elden Ring, uh, there's Forspoken. I already mentioned Gotham Knights. There's definitely more. Oh, there's there's a lot more. I I
0: wonder if like (laughs) the new God of War Ragnarok might be a little more open world than the first one maybe um yeah there's a lot there's there's definitely more i can't think of but uh probably starfield yeah of course that's going to be open world it's bethesda see i like open worlds i think they have their place i just think it's just excessive now and i can't wait till we just move past this and kind of evolve the the gaming genre open world genre a little bit more
1: next year i already see less of that because there's alan wake KOTOR, if it comes out next year, Dead Space, just the name three. Those are the only three I'm going to name. But right away, I'm seeing less open world for 23. Yeah, these have been in development for so long. Like you said, they were chasing the trend, and now we're finally seeing it.
0: I I do think maybe Elden Ring is going to inspire the, the next generation of open world games, where it's kind of limited HUD- more exploratory um I, I, yeah I, I just i think that's probably for the better because like i said i'm tired of that ubisoft checklist stuff i know some people like that i know you don't have as much as a, of a problem with it
1: it just depends on what kind of game it is and what world it. i'm in horizon love that world i don't mind doing that stuff but if it's something like assassin's creed ragnarok was that what it was called ragnarok Valhalla. Valhalla. Sorry, I'm I'm confusing the God of War game. Yeah, Valhalla. No. No. The world wasn't interesting enough for me to want to do all that bullshit.
0: I also think, too, like the older gamers are getting, because like me and you and even like gamers a few years older than us, like Jason and, you know, got people in their like mid-30s to like early 40s. We kind of started in like the NES Atari era and i think now that we're older, you know, people have families. I mean, I don't. I don't have kids or anything like that, but you know, kids can fuck off. I don't but anyway. Um <laughs> damn, Jacques. Okay. No, no. I I like kids. Actually, the older I get, the more I like kids cuz I like their they're just like innocence and they remind me of like when I was actually excited to be alive. But any anyway, um <laughs> Not trying to get too. See, I told you I'm fucking dour most of the time. I just don't.
1: You just pissed off some kid. He just turned our show off. The one kid we had listening to this show. He's like, "That's it. Frick these guys."
0: You know what, kid? All I got to tell you about that is life's gonna get a lot harder. So prepare. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we're we're getting older <laughs> and more fucking grouchy. Apparently, I think that uh, yeah, like that generation though is just like we're kind of the main purveyors of like certain types of games like this and i think i'm seeing a lot now where it seems like people want games to get shorter, smaller, l- more linear cuz we just don't have the time to d- play these gigantic open world games, you know what i mean?
1: We're looking at you Ubisoft. Your 100-hour Assassin's Creeds. We don't want that.
0: Oh yeah, fucking Ubisoft's like the worst defender of this shit. Guy I hate it. see, Far Cry three was amazing. That's kind of what started off this whole thing, I think. But then it just got so just wrought and just like st- ugh stop. But anyway, yeah, I just think it's it's changing. I I but I, I'm hoping that like the, the um the trend like is where games get smaller and more linear. You know, that, that doesn't mean every game, because obviously there's still going to be open world games. There's going to be something for everybody. But also, at the same time, I'm aware of, as the older I get, I'm kind of moving out of that, like, prime generation, you know, that 18 to 34. I, I'm, I'll i be 37 at the end of this month, and most of the shit is no longer being targeted at me so I also am aware of that. So I think like the gaming trends, which for me it's unfortunate, but I think we're gonna be moving more towards like Fortnite kind of stuff, you know? It's I know we were talking about Roblox before the podcast and how fucking stupid we think that is, but Oh god. Uh that's the kind of shit so I, I am fully understanding of that. Like I I, I'm certainly old and getting grouchy, but I also am not stupid, and I, I'm okay with progress and evolution. I, I understand it. I don't have to like it. But uh, I always say, like, the, the quicker you get on board for evolution and progress, the better, because it's going to happen with or without you regardless, so you might as well just jump
1: on board. Here's the thing, Jacques. You can always go back and play old games. Yeah, there exactly. There's thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of games you haven't played. And if, if it does go down the Roblox Fortnite road way down the line in the future, just go play the old shit. You're not going to run out of games to play.
0: You are uh, absolutely right. And I fucking love old games. I love love playing them. So I've got a billion of them in my backlog. So uh, no shortage there. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, Forspoken, that is coming out no, October 11th of 2022. I don't know. We got off on a little tangent there.
1: We're going to have more. Don't worry. We're going to have more.
0: (laughs) Number three on the inventory. And I'm curious about your thoughts on this because you being a uh, PS3 collector now, uh, Sony is ending PS3 consoles and peripheral support in Japan. And the the reason they're doing this is basically just the shortage of parts and, and... you know, with with all the covid fucking everything up, it's basically like, well, we uh we can't afford any longer to put time and money towards this two generation old console. So we're going to move on. And uh, I totally understand.
1: I wasn't even aware they were still doing that in Japan. When I saw that story, I was like, what? Like, really? They're still making shit for it like i like i know they're still making like playstation move controllers and stuff but i I wasn't aware that they were still like fixing ps3s or making some units still over there i'm like what you know i really shouldn't be too surprised because if you go back to the playstation 2 generation that lasted a long time they were supporting that thing for like what 15 years yeah that was abnormally
0: long like the modern console cycle is probably like seven years tops.
1: Yeah, Sony doesn't need to worry about this shit anymore. There's enough PS3s floating around out there. There's no shortage of them, and there's a lot of talented people that can repair these consoles. So you don't need Sony doing it. So if you are that
0: one listener that listens to us from Japan, I I saw you on the (laughs) statistics. I don't know if you still listen to us after all the shit-talking I've (laughs) talked about. (laughs) Japan, I have said good things too, I like Japan, don't get me wrong, but if you're that one kid in Japan who's like listening and you hear this story, you have until like the end of April, beginning of May to, you know, get your PS3 shit repaired, so, by Sony, so you better get on that, and then please come back and listen to us, don't, don't go away, please, we love Japan, I swear.
1: Yeah, I want to visit there one day. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. I I definitely do. Who knows with COVID, but yeah, maybe one day in my life I'll get to go to Japan. Um so yeah, uh moving on. Uh what the fuck, I forgot which number this is. Uh
1: That was 3, I think.
0: Yes. So it would be number 4. F0X is now available on Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pack. Uh, I believe this was for N64.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: So I was always more of a Mario Kart person, but I did play F-Zero. I did enjoy F-Zero back on the SNES, not the SNES.
1: Let's not get into that. I hate when people say <laughs> that. Just just let's move on.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but F-Zero X, you know... It's on there now. You've probably already seen it. If you, if you care about that, go ahead and download a cool little racer. I never played the uh, like N64 version. I never played this one.
1: No, me neither.
0: They're, they're definitely filling out that uh, expansion pack a little bit more.
1: I'm sure plenty of people are excited for this, but when I saw that, I was like, yeah. I actually let the online membership expire. I don't even have the regular one anymore because the value just isn't there. And actually, it really doesn't matter because I don't have the expansion pack, so I wouldn't be able to play this anyway.
0: Okay, moving on to number five, Uh, Gotham Knights finally gets a release date. We've been wondering forever, Um, and we just mentioned Gotham Knights because it's going to be an open world game. It's going to be like a co-op. I think it's like two player co-op. I don't know.
1: It's a good question. I'll look that up while you read about that.
0: Yeah, go ahead and look it up. Anyway, Gotham Lights is now officially coming out October twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So, kind of right around Forspoken, actually. They're gonna both be coming out like within like a couple weeks of each other. Yeah, I, I definitely want to play this. I think it looks more like the successor to the Arkham series, but we'll see if that's actually the case when we play it. Um, I think it could be kind of cool to do a co op uh, Arkham type game. What I've seen so far looks cool.
1: It is two players, Jacques. There's four playable characters, but only two people can play with each other. That's
0: what I thought, yeah, because it's like Nightwing, it's like Robin, it's Red Hood and Batgirl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number six um, is just kind of detailing the March Xbox update, which brings a ton of features to the Xbox. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Now you can apparently pin to quick resume. What does that exactly mean, Mike?
1: I think that means you can pin it to your dashboard, you know, all the boxes that are there when gotcha. you scroll down. I, I think that's what they're talking about. So
0: that's cool. I mean, it just, you know, makes it easier to access your quick resume if you have a series X or S. I don't really use the Quick Resume. I think it's probably just because I'm so trained in the old ways. Same. Of like, I feel like that's going to stress my system and I don't want to do it.
1: Well, it's definitely using more RAM. I, I, I do remember running five games. Well, not five. I think it was three games at once. And the dashboard was still fast, but I noticed it was acting a little funny. And then I shut them all off and then it stopped doing that. So, I mean, it is cool. It's awesome. I love the feature. When I first got the console, I'm like, wow, this is cool. I can switch back and forth to this and this and this one. But I only play like one or two games at a time, and they're usually spaced between different consoles. So I don't really take full advantage of that feature. Do you bounce back and forth a lot on Xbox's games?
0: No, not really. I mean, well, I have like my, like I play Slay the Spire every day, so I kind of have that pinned. But that's about it. And then also, so you can also remap the share button now, which you can remap. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but if you do want to do that, you can make it do other things like, you know, mute your TV or open your friends list or just whatever
1: you want. No, I'm good. I'm not doing that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. They also have um, updated like audio settings. So you'll be able to have much more extensive audio settings where you can. We'll enable like Dolby Atmos for a home theater or just, you know, configure your audio much more in depth for whatever setup you have. Uh The thing I'm actually most excited about is they've reintroduced um Twitch integration into the Xbox dashboard, which they actually did last month. But I, it's just include, I'm just reading this on this article, it's, um, cause I, I noticed, I told you guys, like, that's why I wasn't streaming Xbox shit is cause like, it's just so much more complicated than the PlayStation. Like, I feel like a lot of shit is just more complicated. Maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like more shit is complicated on the Xbox, but, um, yeah. So now there you'll have integration just like the play, not just like the PlayStation, but similar. So I, maybe I'm going to start streaming, on my personal Kipsock account, more on Xbox, I'll stream some Game Pass shit, and yeah, I think I'm gonna test this out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the main stuff for the uh, update. That's cool. It's not, it's not bad.
1: Little fixes here and there. I mean, nothing wrong with any of that. Doesn't really tickle me in any way, but yeah, it's good to have them. I'm always happy about quality of
0: life updates. So it's that's a win. Okay, um, let's see. Number... I, see, this is the problem when I don't have the numbers written down is I'm losing track of what number. Three, four, five, six. Okay. Number six on the list. Uh, it looks like Sony has quietly upgraded the DualSense controller. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it only applies currently to the newest colors variations, The the purple pink and blue. Um, but I, I assume they're going to be every new controller they make of all the colors is going to be upgraded like this.
1: Now it's for the sticks, right? The, 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 like the springs and the sticks and stuff like that because to, to prevent stick drift.
0: Actually, no, nope. You would think you would think, wouldn't you, Mike?
1: Yeah. You think that would be it. Yeah.
0: Well, that being the biggest problem is the stick drift. Uh, you think they would address that now? they have not come out and actually said that they're doing this so it they could have addressed that the information we're getting was from a youtuber called tronix fix who tore apart the controller and found out this stuff i me personally i have never had any stick drift issues on the ps5 dual sense but that doesn't mean that it's still not a problem for other people um i guess it's just i don't know how much you stress your sticks so this Tronix Fix YouTuber broke it down and it seems like the main change is the triggers actually. It's the springs in the triggers are like basically just more durable, thicker. Huh. So hopefully they'll last longer. I never had any problems with the triggers. Um nothing about the sticks, but they did change like the circuit board inside. Really? Yeah, I don't okay. know exactly what. Maybe like that would help responsiveness. I would assume maybe to to
1: input maybe lag it's and stuff like. That. Maybe that's a cheaper part.
0: Yeah, it could just be like a availability thing. Like you know, maybe they're having trouble getting certain parts, so they had to kind of change the design a little bit. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it seems like they're mostly upgraded. At least you got stronger springs and the triggers. But uh, this kind of just gives me more of a reason to get like a new color because I, I those new colors look fucking awesome.
1: I'm waiting for the PlayStation One controller design once they put that. Oh, out, the gray one. Yeah, that's the one I want. Give me that, then I'll buy another one.
0: Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably get like the. They all look cool. But I'd probably get the blue one just because blue is my favorite color. But I the purple and the pink look awesome too. I already have the cosmic red, and I know you have the midnight black.
1: Yeah, the midnight black and the default white one you get with the console. Yeah, that, those are my two. And I haven't had any issues with the controllers yet. Nothing. And I've used them a lot. Me neither. No
0: issues. Guess it's just the, like I said, just it varies person to person and how much you stress your controller or just how lucky you are. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, number. I probably fucked up the numbers.
1: Yeah, just drop the numbers. <laughs> just move on to the next story.
0: Yeah, I'm just confusing the listeners and myself, so. Yeah, Nux... Nux... Nux Story... This, this is going great. Uh, Nux Story is... Could be seven, could be eight, who knows. Super Nintendo World will actually open in the U.S. next year, in 2023. It's going to be opening in Universal Studios Hollywood. And I believe this is like the first... Well, it's certainly the first one in the U.S., but I think it might be the first one outside of Japan as well. And there's there's plans to expand eventually in the next few years as well to Universal Studios in Florida and other places around the world. And apparently, this this one in the U.S. is going to have... A new, like, state of the art ride. They haven't said what it is. But I would, this, I just, as soon as I heard this announced back when they opened the original one in Japan, I was like, oh my God, I would love to go to a Super Nintendo World. I, I've seen the pictures and it just looks so amazing. As much as I shit on Nintendo, it's still a part of my gaming heritage. It's where I started out. So I still have a certain love for Nintendo.
1: It's buried but it's there.
0: You, do you have anything to comment on about this?
1: I would love to go to one, but I'm just an introvert and I don't like to go anywhere. <laughs> that's the yeah, problem. And I just mentioned, I want to go to Japan one day. That's, uh, that's, well, that's actually way more complicated to do. But yeah, I, kids are going to love this. Big Nintendo fans, no matter how old you are, they're gonna have a great time, probably. Here. Hopefully, it's fun. I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing. How, how they have everything set up. I would love to dress up as Mario and run around the uh, Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I guess I could do that now in some some place, but
0: <laughs> you can do it in your own house.
1: Yeah, that's right. If, if I take enough drugs, I can probably see mushrooms and growing, sprouting in my room.
0: Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Moving on from Mario and Nintendo and all that, let's uh, talk about uh sexism in the workplace.
1: <laughs> That's a great shift.
0: Yeah, it's great. I know. It did a hard shift. I totally did not plan out the order of these stories like I usually do. Um so play yeah, apparently uh PlayStation has a sexism lawsuit against them and we've already known about this previously, but it has escalated. Because before it was just one former employee. Now, like, eight more women have joined on. Uh. It's the usual stuff. It's like, you know, uh, harassment in the workplace, not getting promotions like their male counterparts, uh, you know, prejudices against women who are pregnant, you know, they don't, just the usual bullshit. I felt like I just had to mention this cuz we mentioned all about the Ubisoft and Activision stuff so it wouldn't be fair if we just swept PlayStation under the
1: rug. Oh no, no, no. We bring them into the light and shit on them.
0: Yeah. Uh so it, I mean there's not much to say other than this is horrible. It's I I, I tend to believe women because It's just, you know, why would they risk a comfy job? Why would they have no reason to lie about this? Now, I'm not saying every woman ever is telling the truth, but I tend to think most of them are. And uh, definitely uh, that that experiment I did back in the day on the Four Kings Casino, that that opened my eyes forever because I actually, I've mentioned it before on here, but I documented it on my Facebook. And I just one night, like, dressed my avatar up like, Lara Croft, real, you know, sexy, not super sexy. It was just actually kind of like a normal looking girl. That's pretty, you know, just the
1: tank top. And every male avatar was hitting on you.
0: Yeah. The whole night, like just the whole night, literally hours, just getting hit on and harassed by every male avatar. And, and I was having fun with it, just trolling them. But I was like, oh my God, this is like insane, dude. This So this is what women have to deal with every day. So I... Totally, uh, think this is probably real. Now that doesn't reflect on the whole company because obviously not everybody's like that. But still, they, Sony should certainly take measures to to look into this and try to fix things. Because at the workplace, everybody has the right to be treated equally. You should not have to Agreed. deal with that bullshit.
1: No, no, no. It's been going on for way too long to shit. Uh, well, forever. It's enough's enough. Let's get past all this and and move on and treat everybody the same way. absolutely hate it and it's it makes me sick every time I hear one of these stories. It's just enough's enough
0: so we'll we'll see where this goes. Sony has not commented yet i I don't know what the um what they're allowed to say based on the lawsuit or what their lawyers have recommended, but maybe well i'm I'm guessing we'll probably hear more about this in the future. Because it's just ongoing. It's a problem not only in the video game industry, just everywhere. And I think it's these companies are just finally getting exposed a little more. All right, um, let's move on to the next one. No idea what number it is, but uh, you'll enjoy this one, Mike, because we're going to talk about Dead Space.
1: Yes, Dead Space, Dead Space
0: motive who's working on the dead space remake they just had like a live stream presentation this past week and they kind of showed off they're primarily focusing on the audio aspect of the remake but they did Mm -hmm. show off some pre-alpha footage of just actually walking around and playing the game and uh i gotta say man i'm just everything i'm seeing about this just i'm excited i think it looks great i think the lighting looks amazing I'm sure they have, like, ray tracing on there and stuff. Uh, the the levels, I could immediately tell exactly where they were in the game. They they look one-to-one with the original. Um, now, I know they're going to expand. They said in some places they're going to make areas bigger or add on some areas, depending on what the, what it calls for. But so far, it seems like, yeah, they're just staying pretty true to the original, just kind of improving in areas
1: where they can. Now, I got to ask this, Jacques. When you were watching the stream, were you wearing headphones?
0: No, I was not. I probably oh, should have. Oh, you
1: should have been... Oh, man. It, it really heightens the sounds and... Because it says in the beginning, like, please put headphones on or something like that. I was like, all right, I'll put the headphones on. And I was like, oh, shit. You can hear what, what they were discussing, like, how the, how the sounds bounce off the, 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 the corners and come around, you know, the hallways and shit like it. You can really hear it. And then how... They compared it with the original game, and some areas it didn't even make sense to sound like you could hear like knocking or something through like a big metal wall or something. It was, yeah, it was strange.
0: Yeah, I think I will go back and listen to it with headphones. Um, because you could tell like during the presentation, like how they were, I mean, they were really they had their like uh audio engineer like breaking it all down. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, holy shit! I mean, they had flow charts that made fucking the flow charts in Detroit Become Human look like child's play. <laughs> like, they just... My ADD brain just, like, was overwhelmed. I was like, wow, man, I have so much respect for developers because this shit is very complex.
1: I love the part when you heard uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star when they were playing that over uh, the gameplay and they were showing how if the door shuts now, like, it completely cuts off all sound. But if the door shuts and there's a glass window over there you'll hear like a muffled low version of it
0: yeah that was very
1: faint I was like wow that's that's really cool I I love that the thing I really enjoyed about the stream was when they started talking about Isaac's uh, reactions towards things like how you know if he's coming out of uh, uh, an area where there was very little oxygen you're going to hear him really breathing heavily and like trying to get his breath back under control and his breathing, I should say back under control. And the thing that caught my attention, like I was like, what, what you're, you're going to be doing. This is they're recording three different lines with the voice actor. They're going to have one where he's just talking normally. And then they're going to have a line. Well, just, let me give you guys an example. Like if Isaac says something like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. They'll have a calm version but if he's tired or he has, you know, he's breathing heavily, he'll say something like, Ugh, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And then they'll do another one where he's like injured and it'll be like an injured voice and stuff. That's what they're, they didn't give us an example of that, but they were talking about that, that that that's what they're going to be doing. So they're going to have three separate lines that the actor is going to record and it's going to change according to what's going on in the game. Now, the only other game I can think of that did this recently was the 2018 Spider-Man game. Remember that, Jock? When Peter's walking around, he sounds fine, but if he's web-swinging, you hear breathing in his voice, and he's like, yeah, 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 Maya, I'll be there shortly, just, yeah, I gotta take care of something.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of um, as Spider-Man. I think more and more games are trying to do this, like different states of exhaustion, you have different lines recorded. Which seems like a huge undertaking, um, just for such a small detail, and I don't know if it's necessarily called for in every game, but I think for especially like Dead Space, where it's like it's all about immersion and tension, I think I really appreciate that they did this. And also, they they showed an example too, like where he comes out of the the airlock, like the uh, zero G, and they they said in the original, like he would just go from like being you know, struggling to breathe to just perfectly normal breathing in this. It's going to take him like a little bit to catch his breath. So I I, just little details like that is very cool.
1: You could see there's a lot of love getting poured into this project and they're being very careful uh, with this game because they don't want to deviate too far from the original, but they want to improve it in the areas that needs improving. Like what you just mentioned with this breathing. I'm feeling very good about this game, and I appreciate that they keep putting out these little short uh, streams to show people, like, hey, hey, this is where we're at, and this is what we're doing, and here, you just rest assured, we're doing it right. We're not changing too much, but because uh, they went into like the gun sounds and all that, like with the uh, the plasma cutter sound, and then they uh, had the sound for the pulse rifle, they did change the sounds up a, a little bit, but. The sounds make sense for these, like like the, the pulse rifle, for instance. In the original game, it had more of a, like an electrical sound. In the new version, the remake, it sounds more like a rifle. Now, I know some people were complaining about the plasma cutter sound. I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, did you have an issue with the remake sound for that? Well, not, not really, but people have to keep in mind, this is pre-alpha, I guys. Know. I know, exactly. They, they've stressed that multiple times in the stream at least like six seven times they must have said that just to get that message across
0: i really give ea motive kudos because there's like virtually no developers that do this where they're just like hey we're showing you behind the curtain like all you know blemishes and everything what it looks like and it's not finished so the fact that and i really think they're trying to quell fans fears about this remake yes and I mean, I really appreciate that. So far, everything I've seen makes me confident about this, and I think it very well could end up be surpassing the quality of the first one. Um, and, and I really think they're taking care with this because clearly they want to re-jumpstart this franchise, and I would assume that they're probably going to go along the lines of the Resident Evil remakes, and if this does well, which I'm sure it will, you'll probably get Dead Space 2 and maybe even 3 Remake.
1: I think with the 3 remake, if they get that far, they'll have the same story, but they're going to make it feel, gameplay-wise, like the first two Dead Space. Oh, it'll
0: be heavily changed, yes, for sure. Yeah, they'll realize the mistakes that were made in the the third one, the original, they'll
1: like too probably, much bang, 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 shoot, shoot, cover. Yeah, way too yeah,
0: much yeah. action, way too much ammo, way too long. They'll probably cut out the co-op aspect, maybe, or like modify it, maybe, or something like that. I, I don't know. You know, go check out the live stream. The if you want to see what we're talking about. Um, I was happy with it though.
1: Very happy, very very happy. I haven't seen one thing yet where I'm like, that's bullshit. Why are you doing that? No. Everything is what it should be. And they're even taking the things that should be and making them better. And they did say it's coming early 23.
0: Yep. I was just going to get to that. It was originally slated to come out the end of this year, but me and Mike from the start were like, there's no way. So it's officially they and they're targeting early 2023. That doesn't mean that they'll make that target date. And if they don't, that's fine. Like, I'm in no rush. Okay, so moving on, uh, <laughs> let's talk about some pinball FX and some bullshit that's going down with that. God, no. <laughs> they just released an Indiana Jones table, and it's costs $15, which normally three tables cost $10, and they're charging 15 for just this one table. Clearly a cash grab.
1: You know how many games I can get with $15 and a Steam sale or a good Xbox sale? Yeah, that's a ripoff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's for sure. Like, and fans are understandably angry because it's fucking bullshit.
1: It, uh, 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 that's it. That's what I got to say.
0: Uh. Yeah, fuck Zen Studios, I think, is who makes it. Like, fuck them for...
1: I love the Pinball FX games. I've been playing them since the 360 days, and I've never seen anything like this. I don't care how much you had to pay for the Indiana Jones license. I don't care. Charging 15 for one table is bullshit. No matter how you slice it, it's bullshit. Sorry. I'm I'm not accepting that. All right, uh, let's
0: move on to the final item. And see, normally we would make this a topic of the show cuz it's we're going to talk about the state of play briefly that happened recently. But There wasn't really that much of note, like at least nothing we care too much about other than a couple things. So the first thing they showed is the new game called Exo Primal coming out in 2023. Everybody thought it was Dino Crisis until the uh, title was revealed, and then everybody was immensely disappointed.
1: (laughs) I knew it wasn't Dino Crisis the moment I saw that gameplay. I'm like, oh, what? No, that's not it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was way too goofy to be because Dino Crisis was like survival horror. It was yeah, it's serious. Yeah, it was kind of like uh inspired by Jurassic Park a little bit. So
1: yeah,
0: it looked boy, it looks like some bullshit fucking multiplayer. I I don't know. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm good. No thanks.
0: Um, and then they showed off more another Ghostwire Tokyo trailer. I, which I, we don't need anymore. Just fucking. That's release the other this open game. world
1: game. Sorry to cut you off. I I forgot to mention that one. That was it.
0: Yeah, this comes out March 25th. So, you know, we've already talked about it. Don't need to go further into it. Um, let's see. Uh, New Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin demo is. I think I don't know if it's out already or it's coming out. It's probably already out now. Um, but it's going to allow you to carry over your progress to the full game, which I think is very cool and more developers should do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we already talked about Forspoken. They showed off a little bit more of that. Not, you know, not much more.
1: Just another trailer.
0: Yeah, I kind of hate these trailers where they're redundant, you know, they, every couple months they just keep showing off slightly different things, but it's it's like, okay, we get it, just go away.
1: Yeah, Defloop did the same thing. That's annoying.
0: Um, so let's see. Next, uh, they showed off Gundam Evolution, which is going to be a free-to-play first-person shooter coming to PS5 and PS4 this year. Great if you if you're into Gundams, which a lot of people are. Awesome, happy for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Sorry, I don't care about this. <laughs>
0: Okay, and this one I was actually excited for and I might actually buy. Um it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga collection, <laughs> which they have not announced or released it yet, but it is coming out this year. And it it just is a bundle of like all the classic Ninja Turtle games, like the arcade game, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, like just you the know, tournament fighters and not only that but it's got the different versions like the console and the arcade versions of a lot of these um so i'm pretty happy about this um i wouldn't mind like getting together f- three friends and just like co-oping it
1: yeah i'm not a tmnt guy but this looks really cool but it all comes down to the price what are they charging for this thing i'm going to guess like 30 bucks I don't know why, but I'm feeling forty or fifty dollars. I have a feeling they're charging a lot for it. I could
0: see forty. I don't think they'll go above that, but who knows? The another cool thing is they're bringing like some modern modernization, like quality of life things to it too. Like where you can, you know, obviously save states and oh, there's some other stuff I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it's 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 definitely modernized, which is nice. Uh okay, next is uh, some multiplayer game coming to PS5, PS4 called Gigabash. Whatever. Not for me. <laughs> look it I'm up good. if you want to look it up. Gigabash. Because like this this whole showcase, it was a presentation or whatever you want to call it, was Japan-inspired. So all these games are from like Japanese developers, which, as we've said earlier, typically we're not into a lot of these types of games. So this is why we're not really excited about this state of play but that's fine like other people i'm sure are so if this is your shit i'm happy for you um let's see so another one is jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r gotta love these japanese titles this that launches this fall i know a lot of people like the jojo's whatever i don't know shit about it but i know it's popular uh, and there's a game which they have showed off in a previous state of play called Shrek to Yomi, which basically looks like a side-scrolling Ghost of Tsushima. This one I thought looked pretty cool, too. I'm interested in this.
1: Yeah, that one I want to play, definitely.
0: Mike, I don't know if you heard about this. This is coming to Game Pass Day 1.
1: Oh, there you go. I'm playing it.
0: It's on a Sony state of play, and it's coming to Game Pass Day 1. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Uh. So I'm definitely probably going to check it out. Um, Okay, so next, and this is the other thing I was excited about, is the Returnal update. uh, They're calling it Ascension. And it's going to add co-op, two-player co-op, and something called Tower of Sisyphus, which is basically just like a, I guess it's like an endless mode where you just constantly keep climbing the tower. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that.
0: But, uh, you know, that's cool. More Returnal, co-op Returnal. I know a lot of people are excited about this. You loved Returnal.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for an expansion, but this is cool that they're adding this. I know we're not getting a sequel, but a little DLC would be nice, story-wise.
0: Yeah, before this announcement, I would have thought, yeah, we're getting story DLC, but I'm not so sure now. And they might add some story elements to this, but it's not going to be like a full story expansion. Because, you know, recently they announced that, yeah, um, uh, Housemark their next game is going to be a new IP. They're not doing a Returnal sequel, at least not yet. So I wonder if they're even going to have time to to work on the story expansion, or if they're just already, like, kind of thinking, you know, on pre-production for the next game. Time will tell. Anyway, uh, moving on, the next thing was Dio Field Chronicle announced for PS5 and PS4 no idea what this is
1: i don't even remember what it is and frankly i don't give a damn
0: probably some like jrpg shit i have no idea uh and then the final thing was valkyrie elysium is coming to ps4 and ps5 in 2022 also have no idea what this is don't remember probably some japanese rpg shit (laughs) no offense if you like that stuff i just i just don't care
1: I just have one thing to say about this whole presentation. It's not needed. Just do two a year. I don't need little ones along the way. I wish they would just throw everything in one. Make it a nice beefy episode of a show, I mean state of play, and then I don't know, like 6 months later we get another one.
0: Yeah, I I I don't know how I feel. I can definitely see that but it's like cuz they do, they do have like like the bigger showcases cuz they call them PlayStation or PS5 showcases and those are the bigger ones. They usually do those like once or twice a year. So that's kind of more what you're talking about. Like that's where you see like the bigger announcements like Spider-Man 2 or Wolverine or
1: I just want everything to be in one thing. I guess I just want a massive show, I guess. I don't know. I don't like the drip feeding. I don't that's just me though.
0: That's what they would do for E3. I mean, they would have their big E3 showcase, but they don't do that anymore, so...
1: I'm old school, I guess.
0: (laughs) I guess I don't necessarily mind these state of plays, because, I mean, Sony tries to set expectations. Like, they say well ahead of time, like, hey, this... They they don't announce... Well, no, they don't announce it well. They're, like, maybe two days before, they're like, hey, we're having a state of play. It's going to be Japanese-focused... You know, set your expectations. So it's all the th- gamers that like blow it out of proportion. They're like, oh, they're going to show off like fucking Half Life 3. And you know, like, it's, it's like, no, guys, like, s- stop. That's so that's fine. Like, I don't care about these little updates because I don't have to like them or anything. You know, it's, I'm sure they're for somebody. But I certainly enjoy the bigger showcases way more. Those are way more
1: exciting. But yeah, that's all we got. Nothing I'm interested in, but, yeah, whatever. Just echoing what I said before, I just would like less of these. But if that's the way they want to do it, then that's the way they want to do it.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the final part of our show, which is Surprise Mechanics. And for new listeners, it's basically just the segment where we each bring something to the table. It could be whatever we can imagine, You never know. That's why it's a surprise. All right. It's a clever name. I named it. Give me all the credit because I'm smart like that. Okay. So, (laughs) Mike, uh, what is your surprise mechanic?
1: All right. Jacques, you're going to have to put something in the timestamps. Put a warning. Whatever. I don't know what you're going to have to put, but put something there. This is going to be very disgusting. This surprise mechanic. So, guys, if you're eating, finish eating. Then come back and listen to this. So, recently I went grocery shopping like I always do to pick up the stuff I need the meats, the, f- the vegetables, the cereals, all that stuff. And while I was shopping, Jacques, I heard a rumbling in my stomach. And that's nothing too crazy. I-, I-, I hear noises from my stomach all the time because I have IBS, I have a weak stomach. So, it's same old, same old. But then as I continued to shop, it's getting louder starting to hurt and then i'm realizing oh am i gonna have to use the restroom here i don't like using restrooms in the public i i don't like using public bathrooms i don't want any of that i try to hold it in as long as i can but this time i couldn't do it chuck Uh-oh. <laughs> so i had to leave my cart outside the bathroom there and by the way clean bathroom super clean one of the cleanest i've ever seen oh okay that's great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. So nobody was in the bathroom. Went to one of the stalls. There's only two toilets in there. And after I was finished, I was contemplating contacting the Guinness Book of World Records because, Jacques, I must have taken the most monstrous shit I've ever had <laughs> in my life. This was just insanely big. Insanely big. So big, I couldn't flush it, and the toilet got messed up. And I'm like, uh-oh. Nobody's in here, right? Okay, so I I cleaned my hands, went outside, grabbed the car, and got the hell out of there. <laughs> Leave the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the next person, but I had to go, and I I was in pain, like literally. I felt like I gave birth. And yeah, I, I told you it was disgusting, guys. You
0: were just like a B fifty two bomber, <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst though when you're out in public and there's just no if ands or buts like you have to drop a deuce
1: there this is happening we got to do it now I, I can't hold it anymore Ugh.
0: did you like tear off the toilet paper and like lay it on the seat and yeah oh, yeah, hold yeah. Ugh, i hate that man i've had to do that a few times it's not pleasant
1: now, the toilet they had there was just an ordinary toilet. They didn't have one of those like really high end ones where you know you flush it it's like a vacuum cleaner sucking it down. It was just a basic ordinary toilet, so that's their fault. They need better toilets
0: <laughs> now Have you ever had this happen where you've you don't have to necessarily go number two, but you just need to use the bathroom? You open up one of the stalls and it's just like. A scene of a crime. It's just no people did not clean
1: up. It's just fucking all their
0: shit everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've had that happen to me once. I was at a Mets game when I was 14. It was like the eighth inning, and I really had to use the bathroom. Waited on the long-ass line. Finally gone in there. Opened the door. and I saw the toilet. And... There was beers in there. There was shit all over the place. Shit on the toilet, in the toilet. It was almost like people kept using it, but they didn't flush it. They're like, oh, the toilet's messed up, but I really gotta go. I guess I'll just dump on whatever the last guy did. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I remember leaving the leaving there, and I and I said like, dude, don't don't use the bathroom. It's messed up. He's like, oh, can't be that bad. And he opens the door and he looks at it. It is that bad. He closes the door and he
0: leaves. Oh, there was, I might have. I definitely told you before, but I don't know if I said on the podcast, there was the one time where I worked at Tim Hortons and I was like the low person on the totem pole. So one day they just, the manager walks up to me and she hands me like a mop and a bucket and she's like, go clean the bathroom. And, uh, I open up the door and look, and it was like one of those things, like where I just said, a scene of a crime. And I just straight up told her, I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I was like, you can fire me. I'm not fucking cleaning this shit up. This is not in my job description.
1: Did they fire you?
0: Uh, no. But I quit, like, soon after anyway. Not because of that, but I was just like, I this. I just don't like this job. But this was like, I was like a lot. Yeah, I was in my probably early
1: 20s. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, fuck all that. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Jacques, what's your surprise mechanic this week?
0: All right, mine's probably going to be a quick one. Uh, I I came up with this one just before the show, like usual, um, because I'm a procrastinator. But I was thinking, um, I was thinking about how much I hate ads. Like I fucking despise ads, like so much so that like when we got Twitch affiliate and you know we had started showing ads on our Twitch, I'm like. I I hate us for doing this. Like I feel sorry for the viewer. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is just how it is. Uh you know, all the money we get we're putting back into the show. So but anyway, I was so I was thinking like what are some what is like one just pick one ad throughout history that stands out to you that you just fucking hate. Like that they just show repeatedly ad nauseum and you just it drives you fucking insane every time you see it. Huh. Does anything stand out to you? Because I have, I have one for sure.
1: That's a great question. I don't know. I have to think about it. You know, you go first. Let me think about this for a second.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you mine. Then we'll move on to you. So mine is actually a recent one, and it's Invisalign. Have you seen these fucking ads? No. I don't know what it is because I have not searched for anything even remotely coming close to braces, or and I don't know how I just keep getting these ads. But it's like there's two different, there's a multiple different ones actually, and they're all like equally annoying. Like there's not one good Invisalign ad. Like whoever they got with their marketing, the advertising, they need to fire the whole fucking staff. Because sometimes I wonder with these ads, you're supposed to entice the viewer, the customer. So many ads do the opposite and repel us and I don't understand it. So the, 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 the one ad that just fucking annoys me the most, it's like, and they're like quick too. They're like five seconds and they're still, I just want to claw my eyes out. It's, it's this little kid. It's like a girl and she's like trying to catch up to a little boy that's waiting at a bus stop for school. And she's like, she's like, oh, Brandon, oh, blah, blah. And the little kid's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I don't know what the fuck it is. But look, I don't advocate violence towards children, but I would strangle the shit out of this little kid. (laughs) I know it seems like I hate kids if you've listened to this whole episode.
1: I don't know what's what, Jock. this episode yeah i guess he just hates every kid that exists i guess (laughs) so you were cheering anakin on in that scene like yeah he's gonna get the young ones. no no because those
0: kids weren't (laughs) annoying but i like kids (laughs) i swear i just i just fucking this this it's, it's it's the the repetitiveness that they play it so fucking much it doesn't matter if it's youtube twitch whatever i just constantly keep seeing this fucking ad and there's this other one, too, where it's like this: these two girls sitting on a couch, and they're eating, like, popcorn, and one has, like, the traditional braces on, and she's like, she's like the one girl's like, don't do it, don't do it, and the girl's like, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it, and then, it like, you hear a crunch, and then she's like, I did it, and she has, like, the popcorn stuck in her braces. Oh, God. I just want to slap the shit out of them, <laughs> it's like, stop showing me this ad. I said, Mike, they could use this ad- it, it, so if like when China eventually takes us over and puts us in internment camps, if they want to get information out of me, this is the way. I'm telling you right now, just lock me in a room and play this 24-7. I'll give you everything. I, I'll I'll be like Event Horizon where they're fucking like tearing their own skin up and clawing their eyes out. I, I, I can't take it. So anyway, <laughs> Mike, have you thought of an ad that you hate?
1: The only ads that bothered me are those like late night TV ads back in the day. Are they still doing now? Or it's like, oh, for $19.99, you can get this set. But if you call right now, you can get it for twelve ninety nine and free shipping. I, I hate those with a passion.
0: They're like three easy payments of
1: $500 or something. <laughs> but wait, there's one more bonus. If you use a MasterCard, yeah, I, oh, God, just they're, stop. Yeah,
0: they're always like, if you call in the next 20 minutes, but, like, they're constantly airing the commercial, so that couldn't possibly be the case. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't, oh, my God, yeah, it's some infomercials are funny, but, yeah, those are, those are annoying.
1: Yeah, you'll have, like, uh, one where someone's cutting things with a knife, and they're trying to show how sharp it really is, they'll get a shoe and try to cut that, and it actually cuts it.
0: What they need to do is get a a live human and saw off somebody's fucking arm live on TV.
1: It's so strong, it can cut through human bone. Look at it now.
0: Yeah, because you know, like, the only people up that late are, like, probably serial killers, so.
1: Yeah, I hate those so much. Every single one of them. The only ones I liked was Billy Mays.
0: Oh, uh, what was the product? Uh, He had multiple ones. Shamwell. Yeah, there was Sham Wow. Although they had that other guy too.
1: Oh, that, he was maybe he was doing the Sham Wow. Uh, oh, it was. Uh, oh shit, I can't remember the. That name. That stuff that you like oh,
0: spackle on boats to to plug up holes and stuff. Like uh, I forget what the name of it is. It was it looks like tar. It's all black.
1: But yeah, Billy Mace, legend. Everybody else go to hell.
0: Now there is this one when I was down in Florida in like '05 to uh, go to Universal Studios. This must be like specific to that region, but they had this commercial that would play at all hours of the night and it was for this thing called Appliance Direct. And if you live in Florida or the area or have ever seen these, it's just hilarious. I don't know if it's intended to be hilarious, but it's fucking hilarious. Like look up Appliance Direct on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's just, uh, I can't even explain it. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that's that's, that's going to do it for this
1: episode, I think. Um, Some weird-ass surprise mechanics, man.
0: Like I said, man, it's anything. Anything goes, whatever our imagination can conjure. Um. So yeah, uh, once again, our link tree is in the description if you want to find us anywhere. We're not really active on YouTube at the moment. We're uh, kind of putting that on the back burner for a bit and just focusing on the podcast and Twitch. Or we'll hopefully make that more active later this year
1: yeah yeah we're trying to figure all that out right now we'll get back to you guys about that at some point yeah we we have plans mostly Indy has plans but uh
0: he's just add and he tries to take on way too much so we're kind of giving him a break in that area but yeah um mike do you you have anything else to add
1: not really no i can never have anything else to add Uh, it's it's like I got to try to force something out. You know what? I got Wait, no, I got one thing. Once again, I'll shit on Cyberpunk. Please fix your game. Please fix it.
0: Okay, there you go. I think I'm just going to go get stoned and play some more Horizon. So uh, we will <laughs> catch you guys all later. Uh, until then, I am Jacques. I'm Mike. And peace out, homies. Peace out, homies. That's
1: one way to end it.